It's the Slightly Warped Podcast, the show that shows that if you don't do it right the first time, screw it, do it wrong all the time. I'm your host, Jason Donner, and my God, what a gigantic weekend this has been for me. You probably noticed the podcast is a day or two late. Uh, not that I've ever had it on a schedule or anything, but I attended... Dallas Comic-Con this weekend, and I had probably one of the best times of my life. I got to meet Ernie Hudson, who was, uh, well, Black Ghostbuster. I got to meet Brent Spiner, who played Data. Gates McFadden, who played the Doctor on Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, Jordy LaForge, uh, LeVar Burton, I got to meet him. And it was just an incredible weekend for me. But the biggest news of all, I'm still shaking on the inside because, ladies and gentlemen... I met William fucking Shatner. Oh my god. Would you like to hear the story? I don't care. You're going to hear it anyway. So, William Shatner comes to Dallas Comic Con, and uh, the man is a hero of mine, alright? I got no problem saying that. I grew up watching this guy. You know, in my mind, the, yeah, the new Star Trek movies are great and all, but William Shatner will always be Captain Kirk. He comes into the room to sign autographs for everybody, and I didn't know he was there. I just turned around, and boom, there's William fucking Shatner signing autographs, and of course, I see him, and my inner 12-year-old girl comes out, and I go, ah! and I have to go see William Shatner. My children are with me. My four horrible, horrible children are with me. They're all dressed up in superhero suits. Now, there's something I've wanted to tell William Shatner for years, and I always said that if I ever got the chance, I would tell him this. Back in 1995, my home caught fire, and my then 10-year-old brother knew to leave the house, run across the street, and dial 911 because Captain Kirk taught him to on Rescue 911. And because of that, arguably, William Shatner saved my home. That's what I wanted to tell him, and just tell him thank you for Rescue 911, and also thank you for Star Trek, because it's really cool. Well, we get in line, my kids are with me, we wait forever to meet this man, we get up to the very front, and I hand him my picture, and I immediately can't talk, because William fucking Shatner is right in front of me. You know, you always hear all these stories about William Shatner being kind of a dick, and you know, he's kind of an arrogant little asshole. Well... I can tell you one thing, just from what I have seen personally, the guy loves kids. And he saw my kids all dressed up in their little superhero costumes, and he says, and I quote, Well, look at you. You're all so wonderful and so adorable. You're going to have just a wonderful time here at Comic-Con, aren't you? He looked at me and he said, Your children are precious. Here you go, sir. And he handed me back my picture, and I said, Thanks. And I managed to leave. I walk away. I've got my autograph picture in my hand. I've just met William Shatner, and I'm shaking all over. My daughter looks at me and says, Okay, when do we get to meet Captain Kirk? I said, Honey, that was Captain Kirk. She said, No, it's not. He doesn't look anything like your picture. I said, Honey, that is William Shatner. That is Captain Kirk. Well, she looked at the picture, then she looked at Shatner, then she looked at the picture and looked at Shatner, looked at the picture, looked at Shatner, and said, What happened to him? So anyway, I blew my big chance, but it was not my last chance because I also uh, had an appointment to get a picture taken with him because he's William fucking Shatner, that's why. We wait in line and wait in line and wait in line, my children with me again. We're going to get our picture taken with William fucking Shatner. We get in there and immediately, immediately the man recognizes my children. 
He says, well, if it isn't the little superheroes, come on in, come on in. I want to get a picture with you. I stand next to him. He has not even looked at me yet. Picture gets snapped, and as they're going out the door, I said, Mr. Shatner, uh, my brother dialed 911 whenever he was 10 and saved my home, and I just wanted to tell you that, and thank you so much for coming out. He looked at me, and I will never forget the words that came out of his mouth. He smiled, and he said, you have to move now. There are people behind you. So, yeah, William Shatner is kind of an arrogant dick, but, you know, he likes kids, and you can't be too much of a dick if you like kids. And as for meeting William Shatner, I've often heard, don't meet your heroes because you will always be disappointed, and after meeting Shatner, all I can say is, fuck that, I met William Shatner, and he's fucking awesome! Also, Brent Spiner, Gates McFadden, LeVar Burton, and Ernie Hudson, especially Ernie Hudson, they're all awesome too, and I had a great time. I have um, on the line with me the genius behind the uh, Doctor Who poop videos. If you have not heard uh, of these things yet, they are hilariously edited versions of Doctor Who episodes. And not only uh, do we have those, but he also does some very good, well-thought-out reviews of Doctor Who episodes. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Mr. George Wilson. George, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's, You're too kind. <laughs> you are You're too kind. <laughs> you are too kind. Now, don't don't pull that English, you know, polite stuff with me. I can beat you on that. I'm from Texas. Um, so I have to ask, what? How did you get started doing these things? Because the first time I saw one of your videos, it was Asylum of the Daleks poop, and it was the most surreal, crazy, off the wall stuff I've ever seen. How did you get started doing this? Oh well, on YouTube you can see lots of poops, but they always incorporate <laughs> things like um, Zelda things. I, I just don't understand, like Ouija. They just merge clips together. Doesn't really make sense. So one day I just imported Doctor Who into Sony Vegas and thought, like, what can I do with it? And I started making them swearing things, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> and I enjoyed it, and I wanted other people to enjoy it too, and it, it kicked off pretty well. So. so was it Daleks Love Cock? Was that your first thing? That, you <laughs> that was the. That's what sold me on this. I thought this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen on YouTube. Cock, lovely cock, fucking Daleks. Right, the Daleks. Love hot. Right, the Daleks. Love hot. Perhaps. <laughs> Does it surprise you to know? It's never made any sense to me. Why not? Because you just love hot. This conversation is irrelevant. Well, I, I don't go into anything with a plan, so <laughs> it just comes out. I just go through the footage bit by bit, and if I can make words sound like swear words, then that's brilliant. Not, not having a plan, that's pretty much life, I think. <laughs> uh, so, uh, very, very entertaining videos. Um, your reviews also are not only entertaining, but they're very thoughtful in the way that they're, they're given out, and they make me think about things that uh, I haven't thought of before. The last episode, as we're recording this, Actually, the, excuse me, the last episode of recording this was The Nightmare in Silver, which neither one of us has seen yet. But the one before this was, um, help me out here, George. What was that? It was... Oh, it threw me off track. Right now. God dang. Um, <laughs> I just got... Uh, Crimson Horror. Yes, Crimson the Crimson, Horror. The Crimson yep. Horror was the last episode that we both saw. And I thought it was a pretty good episode. You seemed to like it. But then you pointed out that the last five minutes seemed like it was just off-the-wall 
written by someone else. And you know, I took it as just, oh, it's just a cliffhanger. But then you, you just dissected all of the strange, near stupidity of it. And I thought, gosh, he's right. That is just so out of place. Uh, do you do you find yourself someone who is really into uh, dissecting details in that manner? Um, no, I just go, I, when I watch Doctor Who, I'm just talking about afterwards things I like and what I don't like. So I'm just being honest with everyone. And if they don't agree, they don't agree. But I was just picking out what really annoyed me about that episode. I don't like to go into great detail just talking about what me as a viewer thought was good and what wasn't. Okay, and you know, I do have some disagreements with some of your episodes. I thought the ring of Akathon was just trash. Yeah, I think through. everyone disagreed with me on that one. <laughs> He's like, I like this episode. What? No! <laughs> Punch you I just, through the internet if I could. I thought it was a magical episode. I don't know why everyone disagrees with me. The music was nice. Yeah. I, I will agree with that. The music was very nice. You Are, are you a musician? Because I noticed in that video that you uh, took to the keyboard. I, I like to practice keyboard, but it's nothing serious. I do music at school, so and, and I like that piece. So I just I just tried making it myself afterwards. I have to admit, I am waiting for the score to come out just just for that one because that wasn't. Yeah, really me too. To be honest, really good song. <laughs> Talking about the show now, you mentioned to me earlier that you really are not that familiar with Doctor Who, at least the classic version of it. And I'm kind of in the same boat. So a lot like me, I'm assuming that you were roped in by the reboot. Is that correct? Yeah, um, my mom and dad actually brought it to my attention, so I started watching it in 2005 and loved it ever since. Who do you think has been the best Doctor so far? Probably David Tennant out of the three. Although there's something about each of them that I like, but he was just, I don't know, his character was brilliant. Agreed, agreed. Although I, I have to admit, I think I'm in the minority, I think I like Matt Smith just a little bit more than David. Just a tiny bit more. But they do seem to do a really good job of finding actors to play the Doctor who all bring something unique and very likable to the role. I think, unfortunately for Matt Smith, I think, in my opinion, it's hard for him to act very well with poorly written scripts. That's just my opinion. I think David Tennant's stories were written much better. That is something that I, I do think that both of us are agreeing on, is that season 7.2 has been rather weak so far. Yeah, they overhyped it way too much, and everyone expected way too much. So, Do you think it's Clara? I mean, I, there's something that's just, I'm not connecting with these new episodes, and I, I agree that they aren't that well written, but also, and it, it's strange, let me backtrack a little bit. When we first met Clara in Asylum of the Daleks, I liked her. When we saw her again in uh, The Snowmen, I liked her. And then they brought her in again for, um, I can't remember the name of the episode, but it was the one with the Wi-Fi, the killer Wi-Fi, and I just have not liked her since. Yeah, I agree with you there. She, she was a totally different character than the other two stories. She was sassy and loud, and she was more, I don't know how to put it, actually, um, out there. But now she's she's not the same character as she was before, so I'm not really enjoying her either. I was kind of looking forward to her whenever I thought she was going to be the new companion in The Snowman, mostly because she was from a different time era than what we've seen. You know, Rose, Martha, Donna, uh, the Pons, they were, they've all been contemporary from, you know, the present day. And I was kind of excited. I was like, wow, they're going to bring in somebody from Victorian London. That's, that's going to be really cool. And then, you know, again, kind of the same thing all over again. I, I actually think the same thing. I thought it would be interesting to see how the Doctor would have to explain the TARDIS and modern things to her as well. So you wouldn't have to just explain how the TARDIS works or anything like that. You'd have to explain television and other things. It would just be interesting and funny to see. I, I thought it would be an interesting take, but then they ruined it. Hypothetical question. Uh, Moffat knocks on your door today and says, I want you to be in charge of the show. What would be the first thing you would do? Say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love to do that, yeah. I would... Uh, I would change it back to how it was before, how they took time to tell stories, instead of the rush it is now. Uh, more like two-part episodes. I'd get rid of the everything-in-one-episode kind of concept they have going now. That's the first change I'd make. I don't know. Uh, you'll have to see. Maybe you'll
you'll get lucky. Maybe that'll actually happen. Hope so. Fingers crossed. What are you uh, hoping to see in the 50th anniversary episode? Um, I'm kind of just hoping to be surprised. As long as they don't do anything over the top silly, because then they could ruin it. Like, they've ruined the series 7.2, because they've overhyped that. And if they do the same with the 50th anniversary, I think everyone would be unhappy about that. And uh, one last question for you. Uh, the big question, the first question that supposedly will be answered next week. What do you think the name of the Doctor is? Oof. Bob. Bob. <laughs> no, they're not going to answer it. They're, not, they're never going to answer it. You don't that. think they're going to answer it at all? No. It's going to be a cop-out. It is. It's just to draw people in. Like Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. That just drew people in. It's more like walk down the hallway of the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. And let's kill Hitler. Yeah, let's, that let's, was... let's lock Hitler in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can understand that. You know, oh, let's, watch, let's lock Hitler in a closet. But if they would have called it, you know, Rory punches Hitler, I probably would have tuned in anyway. <laughs> well, George, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, the YouTube channel is Doctor Who Poop. It is funny. It is insightful. It's more funny than it is insightful, but you still get a little bit of insight. George, best of luck, continued success, and uh, I hope to hear more from you in the future. Thank you. Star Trek Into Darkness opened this weekend, and I don't really think I'm going to go on too much of a limb by saying it was an excellent movie. Everything about it, except for a save at the end, which I think was cheap, was excellent. Let's face it, this is the new Star Trek, and the new Star Trek, it ain't bad. Yeah, we're going to complain about it because that's not Shatner, that's not Nimoy, that's not Takai or Koenig, or that's not Nichelle Nichols up there. But, guys, come on, let's at least give credit where credit is due. Star Trek Into Darkness is a great study of the gray line that heroes walk. You can't really follow all the rules... And you can't find yourself going too much into that darkness or you're going to become a victim of it. Everyone in this movie, from our heroes to Benedict Cumberbatch, who plays that mysterious villain that I still won't spoil, all exist in gray areas. You can understand why they do bad things. You can understand why they do good things. But the movie skates that line where if you go off too much, it will spell your downfall. Kirk learns that, Scotty learns that, Spock learns that, everyone follows that gray line, and they don't go into the darkness. I would love to write up a more full review of this, but let's face it, I'm too lazy to do reviews anymore. If I did write a review of this movie, it would be pages and pages and pages long. I don't think anybody would want to read that. So let's just say Star Trek Into Darkness, it's a good 9 out of 10. Go see it. Don't listen to these crying, whiny nobodies who keep saying well this is not what Star Trek is all about no it's because you're not looking hard enough this is exactly what Star Trek is about it's about examining the human condition and what is more human than that gray area that we all live in Star Trek Into Darkness go see it now and that's the show for this week losers I hope you had a good time I'll be back with more potty goodness next week and until then, this was the Slightly Warped Podcast. You just listened, and it's too late to do anything about that now. <laughs>